Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast, the newest podcast of Esperanza. We are your hosts, Reverend Ed Rosado and Dr. David Hurtado. Uh, Dr. David Hurtado is the director of the Department of Media and Technology at Esperanza College of Eastern University. He's also a lifelong science enthusiast and an elder in his church, Cheltenham, PA. Uh, today, our conversation will focus uh, on the confluence of faith and science, particularly from the perspective of our experts in the field of theology. Uh, with us in the studio, we have Reverend Dr. Carmelo Santos. Welcome, Dr. Carmelo Santos. Un placer. It's a pleasure to be here today. Great. Uh, Dr. Carmelo Santos has been a lecturer in Georgetown University, and he has an interest in the intersection of science and theology, uh, particularly in neurotheology and cognitive science. Uh, he currently serves as the Director for Theological Diversity and Ecumenical and Interreligious Engagement for the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. And he has requested to start us with a word of prayer. Uh, Carmelo, would you uh, lead us in prayer today? I would love to. Let us pray. I invite everybody to lower their heads and to lift up their hearts in prayer. Gracious God, divine creator, source of all wisdom and science, we humbly <clears throat> ask that you be here with us as we engage in this conversation. We pray that you illuminate our minds and open our hearts so that we may be able to be surprised by your amazing works. We pray that this conversation be for inspiration and for the strengthening of the faith and for the strengthening of the hope of all those listening today. We humbly ask for these things in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. 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 Uh, during our last uh, podcast, we spoke uh, to Dr. Dunshell uh, and Dr. Nilsa Graciani, uh, experts in the field of science, uh, microbiology, and immunology. And we had a very productive and enlightening conversation about how science helps us in understanding God's creation and how it can be informed by a deep and abiding faith. Uh, so if you haven't listened to our podcast, we encourage to do so. We encourage you to do so. So why don't we go ahead and start our conversation? Uh, David, just take it away. All right. Sounds good. I think this is going to be a, a great conversation. Carmelo, I know Ed gave a brief introduction about your credentials, but please take a few moments to introduce yourself. What do you do? What is the focus of your research? Well, I would say that I am mostly a pastor. I am a preacher, a teacher, and a parent. That summarizes who I am. Until November, I serve as a parish pastor for a bilingual congregation in Northern Virginia, and I also lectured at Georgetown University in the area of uh, brain science and theology. That is the area that I'm interested in, how the work of the Holy Spirit, how the work of God uh, can be observed uh, by looking at the brain and the nervous system and the human mind, uh, which is uh, we are marvelously made, as, as the word says. Uh, but right now, I am serving the National Church, uh, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, uh, doing some uh, uh, discernment, theological thinking, theological discernment, helping the church to listen to the Word of God and to let itself uh, be guided uh, in its work by the Word of God. 
Um, uh, I am from Puerto Rico originally, but I have worked with people from all over Latin America. So I feel that I am uh, Latin American in general and Caribbean specifically. And again, it's, it's, it's so nice to be here. That is exciting and fascinating at the same time. So, uh, Carmelo, as you know, our project is focusing on the confluence, the compatibility, if you please, between faith and science. We have been engaged in an in-depth conversation with some of our stakeholders, pastors, students, congregations, and scientists with the ultimate purpose of understanding the importance of these two overarching themes. But now we want to explore the theological underpinnings and implications of faith and science. So my first question to you is, what should be our position as Christians, as people of faith, regarding the compatibility between faith and science? Well, I think that we need to understand that science is just a tool to understand the world. And uh, as people of faith, we believe that this world is God's world, that it has a creator, that it is God that has created this world. And so if we use science properly and not as an ideological tool, then science actually allows us to discover some of the wonders of this beautiful world that God has created. Um, I think that um, science is a gift that God has given us so that we can discover God's works. I think that science is not only a gift, but it's even a vocation. It's a calling, a responsibility that God has given us. I, I have been thinking about uh, the story of creation in the book of Genesis. And uh, when God asked the human being to name the, the different creatures, and that naming is not something that you do uh, whimsically, uh, but it's actually given to each creature its proper name. And that's a form of science, is understanding God's creation and then giving it its proper name. So you could even say that from the very beginning of humanity, uh, science is one of the vocations that was entrusted to us. That is awesome. That is awesome. And that really leads to, um, to the next question I was going to ask, which you have already um, started um, um, answering, but if you could uh, expand on it a little bit more, how are science and faith related and how does that, or and how should that impact how uh, people of faith, especially young people and pastors relate to science? Well, there is an expression uh, where I come from. I don't know if it's over Latin America or just in Puerto Rico, but in Spanish is uh, juntos pero no revueltos. Is uh, you know we we are together, but we are not mixed up in a sense. Uh, you know, science and faith they are compatible. Uh, there's a confluence to use the word that you used earlier, but there is also a method that needs to be. Um, respected. There's an approach so that if I try to use my science to build my, my faith, uh, it's not going to work properly. And if I try to, uh, to use uh, my faith or to use the Bible to predetermine what I'm going to discover with my science, then I'm really tricking myself. So for them to be able to work together, we need to respect uh, the different ways in which they each approach uh, the understanding and, and also their purpose. They have different purposes. Uh, so yes, they are, they are compatible. 
um, they allow us, in a sense, to explore different aspects of, of life. Uh, science uh, allows us to understand how things work, uh, how God's marvelous creation is, is put together. Uh, faith helps us understand why there is a creation at all. Uh, why are we here? And ultimately, it helps us to understand that we are here because we're not an accident. We're here because God wants us to be here, and God wants to build a relationship with us. And so that is the purpose of faith, to help nurture, uh, cultivate that relationship with God that gives us meaning and direction in our lives. And then science allows us to understand uh, this world that we're a part of and how to make the best of it. Thank you for putting that so eloquently, yet so simple at, at the same time of how the two uh, go hand in hand. Now, earlier you spoke about the fact that you're looking at, uh, at the brain and, and, and what happens as, as, uh, as, as we see how God is working. Expand a little bit more on that and relate it to the topic at hand, please. Well, something that uh, modern brain science uh, believes, and I think that they have uh, pretty good evidence about it, is that whenever we have a thought, whenever we have an experience, whenever we see something, something happens in our brain. Now, there's some debate among philosophers about is it the brain producing that or is it the brain just receiving uh, what's happening in the mind? But leaving that aside, the point is that whatever we experience, uh, there is a correlated event happening in the brain. And so there's an amazing opportunity for us to observe how the brain, how the nervous system responds to, to God. Uh, there have been some studies, uh, I think they began about 20 years ago, uh, with the invention of brain scanners where scientists were able to invite uh, people that were experts in prayer uh, and meditation to pray or meditate, and then they would scan their brains uh, and observe what's happening in the brain when these people are having what they call mystical experiences, uh, these experiences of becoming one with God. And uh, what they learn is that, in fact, the brain is different, that there's something happening to the brain when those experiences are happening. Now, the brain is really complicated and complex, and so we're still trying to figure out exactly what it is that is happening. But the point is that something is happening. And so what fascinates me is that the brain is almost like an interface between spirit and body, between spirit and matter, or, or, or two aspects of that one reality that we are, because I don't like to break reality into those two things. Reality is one but it has different aspects. That is fascinating. And I'm, I believe we're going to go more in depth into this topic in the future season of this, uh, of this podcast. So I won't ask more about okay. that, but the, but the good news is that it's, it's coming up in the future. So please stay tuned uh, to that. And I hope you're able to come back um, and join us. Friends, this is a, this is a great conversation. However, before we continue with our discussion, uh, we need to pause for one moment uh, to hear a word from one of our sponsors. So don't go away. There's more. Esperanza's Art Center is proud to support the Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast. We bring Latino arts and culture to the communities in the greater North Philadelphia area and online through our Facebook page. Here, the community can engage with online events, interviews, stories, 
live streams, past performances, and more. Connect with Esperanza's Art Center. Learn more about Latino arts and culture at facebook.com slash Teatro Esperanza. Welcome back to the Science, Faith, and Esperanza podcast. Let us continue with our conversation. Uh, David, uh, just, just continue. So should our pastors include these elements in their approach to Christian education uh, and or their preaching schedule? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that, um, uh, I think that God wants to bless us in many different ways. And the work of scientists, uh, especially in the field of health sciences, of medicine, can be a huge blessing uh, to people. But sometimes, either because uh, lack of training or perhaps uh, theology that does not appreciate science, sometimes pastors are, are hesitant uh, to, uh, to use science in their ministry or to, or to even bring it up. But just to give you an example, one of the exciting developments in, uh, in science is the understanding that things like depression uh, are connected to the way the brain works. And so when I teach about these things to people that are training to become pastors, I tell them, if somebody walks into your office with a broken leg and they ask you to pray for them, you would pray for them, but then you would probably give them a ride to the ER so that their leg can be fixed. Well, now we know that there can be such a thing as a brain that has its chemistry not quite working right. And so if somebody with depression comes to your office and you understand the science behind it, you would pray for them, you would support them, and then you would also refer them or recommend that they go see a psychologist, that they go see a psychiatrist, because it is through them that God can work healing in the brain, through them and also through the pastor. I mean, this is holistic, so we do need the accompaniment of the pastor, but by understanding science, then the pastor is also helping with the healing of the person. Sometimes we want to tempt God um, and we want God to work the way we want God to work. No, I want, I want to uh, just uh, move my hand around and say a few words and voila, all of a sudden God did the miracle. And uh, we forget about Naam. Remember Naam, uh, that general that uh, had leprosy and uh, his slave girl said that there was a powerful prophet in her country that could uh, heal him. And then when he went to see the prophet, he was disappointed because the prophet sent him to bathe himself in the river. And he said, no, I thought that he would come outside and then do all this. And well, that's how we do to God when God is blessing us with all this scientific knowledge and medicine. And yet we, no, 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 no. That's not how I want God to heal me. I want God to work this other way. That, that's what we risk doing when we are closing ourselves to science as pastors and ministers and Christians. Yes, powerful story there about uh, Naaman. So thank you for sharing that. Ed? Uh, yeah, uh, Carmelo, I, I want to thank you personally for giving us a, such a wonderful uh, sneak preview uh, of the theme of neurotheology and, 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 and how we need to understand how God works. You know, uh, as, as you were saying, we have uh, these expectations of, of, of on how we would prefer uh, these things to, to work. But, you know, God created us, uh, borrow the words of the prophet, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. Uh, and, 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 and science is truly a gift from God. So, you know, just bouncing up uh, James, James speaks about the, the fact 
that every good and perfect gift, uh, including science uh, and its approach, uh, are, are a blessing or are intended as a blessing uh, to us. Uh, as, 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 as I think about the work that we do uh, at Esperanza, you know, I, I'm one of the, uh, of, of the newest uh, people at Esperanza, but, but it is evident uh, that we have had, uh, we have laid down a base uh, of, of working in the areas of education uh, to help our Hispanic communities understand uh, what God is doing. And, you know, one of the things that we have learned through our work, you know, our conversations, uh, a late, uh, our latest survey with Hispanic clergy, uh, is related to, uh, to a mistrust or misunderstanding, or should I say, a misunderstanding that kind of creates a mistrust uh, as it relates to the subjects of faith and science. Uh, if we are uh, to understand that God works through these gifts that he has given us, what do you think are the underlying causes uh, for this mistrust or this uh, misunderstanding? I, I know you spoke about um, that there's some lack of training or, or some misunderstanding of, of sound theological principles. Uh, would you care to expound a little more uh, on, on those costs? You know, why, why, why is this a problem? Well, I think that sometimes it is helpful to look back to history to understand how we ended up where we are right now. Uh, that is true about theology, about science, about immigration, about whatever you want to talk about. And I think it's important to look back at the history of how science developed in the West, in the Western world. And uh, it was part of something called the Enlightenment. Uh, and uh, one of the things that happened was that, uh, unfortunately, the church uh, had become more of a political institution uh, driven by power and by, uh, by greed, by all the wrong things. Uh, there's always within the church uh, a, a remnant of the faithful, but overall the church was uh, was a powerful political institution, um, and uh, part of the enlightenment was a process of uh, people setting themselves free from the uh, from the tutelage of the church. And unfortunately, uh, what is that expression about throwing away the dirty water with the baby? <laughs> so in yeah, the yeah. rebellion against, uh, against that uh, uh, authoritarianism of the church, uh, those early scientists, those early philosophers, they became very anti-religious uh, without understanding that they were getting rid of some really important elements uh, that, that were actually the foundation of their own science. Uh, for instance, the whole idea that the universe is um, uh, comprehensible, that, that our minds can understand the way the universe works, is, is founded on the idea that the universe has a creator and that that mind of that creator uh, de designed the universe and created it. Um, but uh, what happened was that science then became very anti-religious. And even to this day, uh, I, I love science. I, I said I was trained in chemistry originally. Uh, and uh, when I'm looking for science shows uh, to share with my children, uh, it really hurts me when I see that they have a strong, sometimes they have a strong anti-religious bias. Uh, so uh, there's that fight that is going on. And it's not necessary. Uh, it does not have to be that way. But I think that very often 
our religious leaders or our youth, they are responding uh, to that bias that is inside science. And then, of course, the church continues also to have um, some, some, some concerns about it. I mean, we need to understand that uh, what science has been doing uh, is that it has been helping us human beings understand that we are only a part of a whole uh, family of, of, of creation that God has created. Uh, we used to think that we were the center of the universe, uh, literally. We used to think that the planet Earth, I mean, was the center. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, exactly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we realized, no, no, no. The, the you know, the sun is the center of our, uh, you know, sure. of our system. And then, and then we were like, no. But at least we human beings, we are superior. And then along comes Charles Darwin and says, no, actually, you know, sure. we evolved. And so, uh, our ego got a little bit bruised <laughs> from all those things. Yeah. Uh, rather than 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 uh, than being uh, uh, amazed by the ability to discover, oh, so that's how God did it! Wow, that's amazing. So, just I don't want to be too long, but just I think that uh, today some of our youth, some of our pastors, they do not necessarily have a theological framework that would allow them to incorporate science into their faith. And that's what we need to yeah. work on. Uh, you talk about, uh, you know, this, this, this idea that, that our current problems are kind of grounded in our historical uh, perspective or, or who we are today and, and speak about the Enlightenment you know, before uh, the Bible, the, the theologian, the priest uh, was the parson, the person that had all the answers. Uh, but the pendulum had swung to the opposite end uh, of the spectrum and, 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 and now uh, the, the, the church, uh, the theologian, the pastor uh, is relegated to a third or the fourth place in the, in, in, in the order in which we find answers. Science, scientific principles, scientists are the ones that provide the answers. Um, what would be then, uh, because you know, it's obvious that, that both uh, spectrums are not are not the, the, the ones that actually have the answer. There, there's got to be a middle ground. So what would be a healthy approach to incorporating an orthodox understanding of sound uh, scientific principles and, and, and the teachings of the church? What would be a more healthy approach? I think that we start with humility. I think that we need to have the humility of knowing that uh, the universe is much faster than, than we are, both in terms of space and time, that God is vaster, even uh, even more vast than the universe. And so we need to start with humility. We need to start with dialogue. And dialogue is not debate. Uh, when you have a debate, you are trying to convince the other person that you're right and that they should come to your position. That's not dialogue. Uh, dialogue is an open conversation where you are genuinely curious about what is it that the other person thinks. We need to have more dialogue between religion and science, where I, as a person of faith, as a pastor, as a theologian, I tell them, let me tell you what is it that I believe about God, about the universe, uh, and then tell me what is it that you believe about uh, the universe without uh, making judgments at first, just, just with curiosity. You know, I just want to know what you think. And I think that's the first step. I think that's the foundation upon which we can build um, a better relationship between religion and science. Well, friends, there you have it. Uh, science and faith are not mutually exclusive. They are rather complementary. Uh, we want to invite you to join us next time as we continue this conversation with Reverend Dr. Carmelo Santos. 
we need more young people uh, that are stepping up to the plate and take up the challenge of investing in their futures, their communities, and their churches through STEM. Uh, yes, uh, you can be people of faith, uh, people who trust God deeply, while at the same time understanding that science and its advancements are a gift from God. As we close today's podcast, we want to invite pastors, congregations, and students to partner with us on this important mission. Uh, please check our website, esperanza.us, and find the National Programs tab and find our resources under Ciencia y Fe. Uh, during our next episode, we'll continue uh, the conversation uh, with Reverend Dr. Carmelo Santos. This podcast was made possible through the support of a grant from the John Templeton Foundation. The opinions expressed in this publication are those of the authors and do not necessarily reflect the views of the John Templeton Foundation. Okay.